Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for you. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He told separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 252 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. Sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what is going on, man? Well, Jeff, as usual, great day today. Great week so far, actually. I think we're going to have a solid show ahead of us. We've got kind of some follow-up on the news from last week. Blue Raz Bang powering me through this show. And I wanted to let you know, Jeff, I actually started watching, Shannon and I both started binge watching, actually, one of your favorite shows of all time. Um, DuckTales. Uh, you're close. Silver Spoons. No, actually. Punky Brewster. Oh, you're going to keep guessing. Okay, please proceed. Continue to guess. Oh, who is that comedic uh, detective guy? Something Hunter. Well, the show is called Hunter, but I think you're thinking of Hammer. Hammer, yes. Or Sledgehammer or something like that? Yeah, you're watching that. No. Would you like to keep guessing or would you like me to tell you? Uh, The League. Nope, not The League. Ooh, man, you're confusing. Uh, d- uh, Knight Rider. No, it's not. I will give you a hint. It does start with The. So you were on the right track when you said The League. The Monday Night Raw. No, actually, The Office, Jeff. We have started binge-watching The Office. Please tell me why. Because we wanted to give it a shot. Everybody talks about how good it is. And I think the only episode we had ever seen was Dinner Party. And it was okay. You know, I wasn't like, oh, my God. But I think the problem was I didn't know any of the characters, so I didn't have any emotional investment in it. I didn't... Like, the humor was there, but I didn't really know the characters. And over the years, like, everybody keeps talking about it, and it's one of those that seems like it's really stood up. Because it ended in 2013, I believe. Seven years later, everybody still raves about it, so we're like, you know what, let's give it a shot. So we started binge-watching it over the last, I would say, week and a half. And we're on season four. Just started season four last night, actually. And I've got to say, we're enjoying it. It's good. I mean, it's not... I don't think it's going to top Shit's Creek, which is one of my favorites of all time. But it's up there. We're liking it. We're starting to get the attachment with the characters. Uh, Steve Carell's... Carol's? Carell's character? Michael Scott? Yeah. The first season was overbearing to me. like Just like super cringe. I was like, ugh. But it, maybe the second season, they kind of toned him down a little bit because he's not as bad come season four. In fact, he has some really endearing qualities. Come season four, you start to get a little more attached to him. So mm-hmm. I will say we're enjoying it and we're on season four. I think it went for nine seasons, eight seasons, something like that. So we're maybe just a partway into halfway through the entire uh, the entire series. And so far, it's good, dude. Uh, I didn't really care for season three all that much. It was okay, but it wasn't my favorite. But season four so far has been really good. And I'll tell you, give it a shot. 
Go through the first like season and a half and see if you can do it. I'm filing down my nail bitten fingers over here. I can't do it, dude. <laughs> I just really, I just, I can't, man. There's only one thing that I've ever found funny on the office and I've tried like legitimately because everybody's talking about it. This is the greatest show of all time and blah, blah, blah. Okay. No night court and cheers are far better than this show ever was. I'm, I'm not going to argue that I'm already seeing into season four. It's not going to stand up as my favorite of all time. Um, maybe top 10, maybe, but I've tried numerous episodes and maybe because I haven't watched it since the beginning. So I'm not tied into the characters or whatnot. And I've come in on different episodes, but everybody talks about how great it is. Now I will say there was one thing I laughed at. So you've watched many episodes and you've only laughed at one thing across many episodes, many episodes, not a good sign. No. The one thing I laughed about was, you know, the DVD icon that kind of bounces in the screen? Yes. And you know how people get excited if it bounces into a corner? Yes. That that happened in one of the episodes. And somebody was giving a presentation and the screen was behind them and everybody in the room was focused on the DVD logo, waiting, <laughs> hoping it would hit the corner of the screen. Okay. And then it finally did. And I think Steve Carell was actually given the presentation and it happens. And it was right at the moment that he gave his raw, raw speech and everybody starts cheering because the DVD logo, but it's Steve Carell. Uh, That was funny. I actually cracked up at that part, but that's it for me, dude. I'm out. I've tried. I've watched numerous episodes on Comedy Central. I've tried watching on other, I I tried watching it when it was on uh, NBC originally. But in succession from the first season, because see the characters, as with any show, they they develop personalities and and they flesh out over a certain number of episodes or seasons. So you kind of have to grow with the show, right? So I, if you, if you're going to take another stab at it, which is, it does not sound like you're going to, I would definitely start from the first episode, season one. And let it go from there. Give it a season and a half. And if you still hate it, then, hey, you gave it the old college try. I think I'm going to keep watching Forensic Files or Murderous Affairs. Yes, you have turned to uh, the world of crime, actually, for your entertainment. So I think The Office is out for you. It's just, it's a (laughs) no-go. There's no succeeding for The Office in Jess World. The true crime stuff is just fascinating. Hey, we should do a show on that uh, Chris (laughs) guy. No, The Dark Side of the Ring already did that. And... No, thank you. Good point. Good point. Scott, I went to the grocery store this past week and the grocery store actually had new flavors of Bang. Oh, really? Now, this flavor has been out for quite a while now. Okay. But I have never tried it. Okay. So I am showing you. Oh, Mango Bango. I have not seen this one yet. I haven't. Dude, they had the most random flavors they had uh, sweet tea, which I've never tried. Sweet tea's delicious. Okay, so I'm going to give my honest review on that one next week. They had lemon drop sweet tea or lemon... Oh, that's right. They do have like uh, two or three tea flavors. And the lemon one is... It's uh, like lemonade sweet tea or sweet tea lemonade, something like that. That's the yeah. one I really like. The other, just the straight sweet tea one, it's just, just okay. I think there's like a Georgia peach sweet tea or something like that. That one's okay, yeah, but the lemonade yeah. sweet tea's off the hook. Okay, so I've never tried Mango Bango, and I know it's been out for a while, and people have probably already tried it, but again, I'm going to try this on air, 
It's been sitting in my fridge since Saturday. I've been tempted, but I have not. I love it. I'm a big fan of the peach mango, so I'm really curious if they nailed mango bango. All right. Bottoms up, Scott. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, that's good. It's good? I like that one. It's got the mango flavor, which I enjoy. Yeah, that's good. I like it. I, you know what? I like your dedication to giving our viewers, our viewers or our listeners an honest answer to the bang flavors. You know what? If I went into a 7-Eleven and let's say they had Purple Haze, Cotton Candy, Power Punch, uh, Blue Raz, I would probably choose those flavors ahead of this. Okay. But if they didn't have any of those and they just had all this left, I wouldn't hate getting this. Okay. Okay, that's awesome. And where I was going to go with that, I like your honest opinion given to the listeners, is that, again, as mentioned a couple weeks ago when you did the Key Lime one, you're doing this at about 7 o'clock on a Wednesday. This week we're doing early because I'm heading to the California side of Tahoe tomorrow. So we're (laughs) recording a little bit early this week. But you're doing this at 7 o'clock on a Wednesday night, and you have to get up at like 3 in the morning. But yet for our listeners... You're giving an honest review of a bang, which is going to keep you up until Friday. Dude, I'm so tired right now. This will probably be worn off. What time is it? Right now it's 721. It'll be worn off by 751. <laughs> It'll get you to the listener segment and then Jeff's done. <laughs> yeah, Scott's going to have to take over on that one. Yeah, our angel's going to fall asleep at the wheel. <laughs> that was a stupid nickname you gave me. Why'd you give me that? I don't know, dude. It's carried away a little bit, I guess. <laughs> if anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or... What a maneuver dot net. Have you checked out fully com? Well, you should over there. We got new shows, old shows. We've got links to those shirts that I just spoke about. We've got updated Twitter. We have all the writings and from Corey human and other writings going on over at fully com. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the book of faces at fully Posable. Instagram, fully Posable W F P. If you want to go back and listen to any of our episodes, any of them at all, going all the way back to episode one, head on over to Podbean, search Fully Posable, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Scott, I actually looked at the iPod. There is no new reviews. Really? So we're all caught up on five stars? We're all caught up. All right. Well. I ignored some of the one stars. Those were just trolls being trolls. Yeah, and again, we've said it before. If it's not constructive, then eh, go pound sand, get out of here. We want to hear why we suck. We want to hear what we can work on if you think that that's the case. So I guess we need to put a call out to the listeners. Please head over to iTunes. Give us a one to five-star review and let us know why. And we would appreciate it. And Jeff will have another bang. Yeah, I will actually. I'm actually curious about the uh, lemonade sweet tea or lemon sweet tea next week i'm actually really excited about that one it's one of my favorites and i'll tell you why because i can chug it there's no carbonation oh okay yes i really really like that because i don't mind carbonation but the lack of carbonation in that one i just tend to chug it and it's gone pretty quick and it's really really good i think you'll like the mango bango though do you like mango flavor Love it. I, and Peach Mango is one of my favorites, dude. So yeah, I'm sure I'm going to like that one. If you have any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all, send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. And before Scott gets into FOCO, I do want to promote that the Chick Foley Show is doing Toys for Tots this year. If you guys would like to send over any toys 
sent it to Sheena Phelps, S-H-E-E-N-A Phelps, P-H-E-L-P-S, P.O. Box 14393, Norfolk, Virginia, 23518. If you guys want to give monetary donations, send it to Sheena Phelps 2, the number 2, at yahoo.com. I wanted to get this in there because I think this is great that they're doing Toys for Tots over at the Chick Foley Show. So if you guys want to donate a toy, P.O. Box 14393, Norfolk, Virginia, 23518, or monetary donations, Sheena Phelps, the number 2, at yahoo.com. I think that that is a great cause. And guys, if you can donate, anything and everything is greatly appreciated by the Chick Foley Show and Foley Posable. Scott, Foco, Jeff. Yes. Do you want to prove you're the undisputed world heavyweight champion of WWE fandom? Of course you do. And Foco.com is here to help. With Foco's WWE bobbleheads, you can play the game with Triple H, let in the fiend Bray Wyatt, and break some glass with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Foco's line of WWE bobbleheads includes all your favorite superstars and legends from then, now, and forever, including The Undertaker, The Rock, Edge, John Cena, AJ Styles, Ronda Rousey, Andre the Giant, and more. These bobbleheads from Foco are handcrafted and hand-painted to depict the biggest names in sports entertainment, making them must-haves for fans and collectors alike. Don't miss out on these awesome collectibles. Head to Foco.com now. That's Foco.com, F-O-C-O.com, where at checkout. Use code WFP10, and with the holidays coming up, save yourself 10%. Absolutely. With the holidays coming up, you want to try to get some of those things, stocking stuffers, you want to get bobbleheads, whatever you can for the special someone in your life. Foco.com, WFP10 will save you 10%. Scott, did you do any toy spotting? I did. I actually headed over to Walmart. Haven't been there in a while and uh, walked in and reminded myself why I hadn't been at Walmart in a while. Which is? Not much to report. There was no floor display. So we didn't get that big, nice display that everybody else is seeing in their Walmarts. Big shocker. We never get those. They did not have that. They did have their holiday toy rollout going already. So they were well stocked pretty much in everything but wrestling figures. They had a couple of the Survivor Series figures. They had Elite 79. Uh, they had like three Bobby Fish on the pegs. They had Roman. They had Daniel Bryan. They had a bunch of basics. Zero AEW figures, big shocker there. They did have the ring, but really nothing to report at our local Walmart. Big shocker there. But in a bit of good news, I got my Ultimate Warrior Legends Series 8 figure from Target. Remember I woke up at the, it wasn't even the crack of dawn yet. Dude, it was like one o'clock when they did their stupid pre-order thing. 1 a.m. And uh, got lucky and scored myself an Ultimate Warrior. Got that in the other day. And it is going on my list for top 10 figures of 2020. As of last week, you already had your top 10 list. Well, there's going to be some shuffling. So for those keeping score at home, I'm not going to tell you what the score is. I'm just going to let you know that Ultimate Warrior figure is making the list. It is incredible. My only gripe, Jeff, is that the figure is not turned around like that Ultimate Warrior WrestleMania 12 that Jax Classic did. I wish the figure was spun around so that you could see how good the back of the jacket is. That is my only complaint because I think that they could have pulled it off with Ultimate Warrior kind of looking to the side 
but spun around and then holding his mask. Great packaging job. I like the way that they displayed the figure inside the package. And being an MOC guy, I appreciate that, as will you, Jeff. But I wish the figure was spun around. I want to see the back of that jacket. But I've got to say, the job that they did on Jim Helwig, Mr. Ultimate Warrior himself, just his face sculpt, incredible job by Mattel. I can't recommend that figure enough. Again, to me, that figure holds sentimental meaning. It's already up on the wall. Definitely going on my list for top 10 2020. Now, Hova said it's probably going to be number one on his list for this year. I, I wouldn't argue that. And that's what I love, too, is you and I had that great back and forth last year about Macho Man Slim Jim being at number seven, and you were 100% wrong. But it's great that we have differences of opinion. Everybody's going to have a top 10. While the 10 figures may be the same, the numbering may be different. And there's great discussion points to be brought up there. I don't know that Ultimate Warrior is going to be at number one, but I'm not going to argue with Hova. It's an outstanding figure. They captured him perfectly. I can't say enough good things about it. Much like raving about that Super 7 Andre last week, Mattel just knocked it out of the park on that Ultimate Warrior Legend Series 8. So you have your top 10 figures of 2020 already down. Done and locked in. My question to you is, where does that Warrior rank? Is he... Bottom five or top five? Well, you know, we've got that list coming up here within the next few weeks, Jeff. You got to wait and find out. So basically, you don't know. No, basically, I'm not tipping my hand. I will I will spoiler alert it and say that he is in my top 10, but I'm not saying where. And you know me. It, a lot of times, it's not a firm number one through 10. Like, I'll get into like the top three, maybe the top five. So they don't necessarily, they're not necessarily sequential up to number one. But he's going to be up there, dude. It's. Have you gotten yours yet? No, I haven't yet. Got it. The pictures I saw, I think I like it in package even more. Like, it, it's just outstanding. I, I really can't say enough good things about it. It's beautiful. It is so, so good. And again, my only gripe is that the figure isn't spun around so you can see how great that jacket is. Okay, so is it going to be top nine or below nine? It will be in the top nine. That I will say. Okay, top eight or below eight? Moving on, Jeff. Did you do any toy spotting? <laughs> I did get a little bit done. Nothing new to report, unfortunately. Nothing new over in the East Bay. I did get the Undertaker, like I mentioned last week from Sith Lord Sammy. Thank you very much, Sammy. I actually like that Undertaker. I know some people were like, oh, I like the Decade of Dominance one better. I actually like the one that came in the special packaging. I really do. I think, I think it's fantastic. I haven't seen that one in hand yet. But to be honest, I haven't seen the Decade of Dominance taker in hand either. Just based on pictures, I tend to agree with the people that are liking the, the DOD one more than mm-hmm. the special edition. That is one of the best, under, in my opinion, that DOD is one of the best Undertaker figures Mattel has done since they started up in 2010. So, man, for you to say that you like it better than the DOD, that's actually saying a lot for that collector's edition. And again, I haven't seen it in person. But that's high marks coming from you. I do like that figure. Uh, Christopher Dean was able to score me the Kane Survivor Series figure. Oh, very nice. That is not one that I saw today. I think all they had was Samoa Joe. I've only seen the Drew McIntyre Survivor Series figure. I haven't seen the Jomo. I haven't seen the Kane. And uh, Samoa Joe, I didn't see either. I just saw Drew. I needed the, I wanted to get the Kane and the Jomo. And luckily, uh, Christopher Dean was able to pick up the Kane for me. So he sent that up to me. 
But I did make a little bit of a purchase here, Scott. Oh, a little bit of a purchase. Little purchase. Okay. Meaning galoob size purchase. Excellent. I picked up the Dustin Rhodes. Very nice. One of the, the missing pieces of our galoob collection. That's awesome. So the vest is perfect. The hair is perfect. Everything above the boots is perfect. Below the boots, there's some nicks and some paint wear. Okay. So he was played with. He was loved. That's why I didn't overpay for the figure. Because of the boot wear, he had it at a very fair price. Okay. And did you get this off the Facebook Marketplace, eBay? Actually, I want to send a shout out to Ring Skirts. Ring Skirts was the one that tipped me about it. I saw it and sent the guy a message and him and I worked out a deal. And now we have Dustin Rhodes in the shared collection. Dustin Rhodes Gloob, I should say, in the shared collection. That is awesome. So Big Josh is in there. Dustin Rhodes is now in there. Thanks to, I believe, Marty DeRosa gave you El Gigante. Yep, that's it. And so those are the three that we've got. And Oh, and you've got the Freebirds with the sound module. Yep, sure do. Very nice. So we're missing Sting and Luger in their jackets, correct? Uh, no, I have Sting. Oh, you do have Sting? Yes. Oh, that's right. He's based on the OSFT. Well, I should say OSFTM, OSFTM based yeah. their Sting off of that Sting. Okay, but we are missing the Luger. No, we do have the Luger. Really? So we're yep. almost there, dude. We're almost there. We have the different color Steiner Brothers outfits. Right. Oh, we don't have the Sid. No, we don't have the Sid, the Flying Brian. Okay. So there are a few paint variants that are out there that we don't have. Got it. And see, 1991, Scott, wouldn't have cared about that. Because remember, I actually passed on the Razor in purple and the HBK in black tights because they were just repaints. They weren't new names. They weren't any kind of special different action or anything. We had all the Hogan's because they changed up the action on them. But the purple razor and the HBK and black tights, they were the same figure, just repaints. And I actually passed on, I was not a fan of repaints as a kid. I was like, I'm not paying for that because by the purple cards or by the, uh, the purple razor and HBK and black tights series, I was already paying for the figures out of my own money. And I was like, no, 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 we're not buying that. Like I pro- <laughs> had the hacksaw not been as cool as he was because he was essentially just a repaint. If he didn't have like that singlet on and look a little bit different, I probably would have passed on him too. But you ended up getting him. But I ended up getting him, but I straight up passed on the Razor and the HBK. And of course, now I regret it. But I will tell you, 1991 Scott would not have cared if Sid and Pink and Flying Brian and Blue weren't in the collection. Those are some of the ones that we still need to get if we even decide to go down that rabbit hole. Who knows? Well, maybe. I mean, 2020 Scott cares a little bit more now. So maybe one of these days we'll be 100% on those. And who knows? We might even have those ones that people are painting up. The PN News, the Richard Morton, the Diamond Stud. Yes. Maybe someday we'll have those too. Uh, Scott, before we jump into the news, I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the great Alex Trebek, who just recently passed away, who showed up on WWF television a couple of times. And you know what? I never was able to answer all the questions on Jeopardy each night, but I still enjoyed watching Alex Trebek and watching that show. I think we should just kind of pay condolences to him. And, you know, that was that one was kind of rough. Oh, for sure. It's been a bad year all around. 2020 has sucked, but it took two of the greats from us that were in WrestleMania seven. And that's Regis Philbin 
and Alex Trebek. So F you 2020, no more. Like just be done with it. But yes, Jeff, to echo what you said, Alex Trebek, a hell of a guy from everything I've read about him. Not a, a, much like you again, like with Jeopardy, unless there was a sports category, I was pretty much screwed. <laughs> but <laughs> hell of a guy dedicated to his craft, pretty much loved everywhere. And yes, absolutely. And you know, we actually didn't mention a couple of weeks back, Jeff, Tracy Smothers passed away as well. Yeah. So really a rough 2020 and I'm ready for it to be done. I know I'm going to party hard on new year's Eve and kick 2020 in the ass on its way out. I'm done with it, but yes, RIP Tracy Smothers and RIP Alex Trebek. Scott, we do have some news. What do you say we jump into it? Can't wait. Let's talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Scott, what you got for news? In news, a little bit of wrestling-related news this week, specifically the world of video games in the wrestling world. Yes, big news. Yes, AEW has announced a new video game which will release on current and next-gen consoles. No date announced yet. It is being developed by Ukes, who worked on both WWE SmackDown and WWE 2K games up to 2K19. Their departure was notable because 2K20 sucked. Ukes left, and then they had a disaster of a game on their hands. So, tells you how good Ukes is at what they do. They also announced that the great Geta Iwashita, I hope I had pronounced that correctly, who you know and love as the director of No Mercy, one of the greatest games of all time, definitely one of the big four, he is involved in the project. This is a good thing moving forward, and Kenny Omega even mentioned No Mercy by name when talking about their new game. Footage was shown. We got to see Omega versus Jericho. And then, in a little bit of intergender action there, Jeff, Omega versus Sheeta was shown. Omega said that he wanted the game to be easy to pick up and play, much like the earlier SmackDown games were, but hard to master, which I like. AEW also announced two brand new mobile games, which is a general manager game and a casino-based game. But the meat of this is the console game, which I, Jeff, cannot wait for. Look, everybody comes into the video game market and they either want to mirror WrestleFest or they want to mirror one of the big four. And I've got to say, based on what I've seen so far, I'm excited. It looks like it has that next-gen polish with maybe a little bit of No Mercy slash WrestleMania 2000 mixed in. Maybe slash revenge slash WCW versus NWO World Tour. But I've got to say I'm excited. I don't watch a lot of AEW, but I'm excited for the game. So there you go. A new wrestling video game is ready to hit the market, hopefully in 2021. That leads to my next question. Are you going to get a PlayStation 5? (sighs) Until they tell me I have to. Probably not. I don't I don't really play my PlayStation 4 as much anymore. So uh, until they stop making PS4 games, I probably won't jump in that pool. I'll I'll probably just stay with the PS4. It's got 
Netflix and Plex on there, which I use a lot. It's got my Spotify on there. It's got all my games. So really until they stop making games for the PS4, like for example, if AEW is like, we're not making this for the PS4, it's only going to be PS5, then you start to force my hand a little bit, right? Say WWE 2K21 or 2K22, as it will be, isn't going to be for the PS4. It will only be on the PS5. Then we're talking Turkey and I'm probably going to have to jump in. Until they do that, I'm probably not getting a PS5. Side note, Scott's Spotify consists of Cinderella, Dokken, Poison. Am I right so far? Yeah, keep going. LA Guns. <laughs> LA Guns. <laughs> Kiss. Obviously, Motley Crue has to be on there. Motley Crue, Wasp, Little Queensryche in there. Absolutely. Dude, I'm a hair metal kid. Faster Pussycat even. Why not? By the way, sticking to video games, there is I don't know how many people have or subscribe to CBS All Access, but there is a th- documentary on there called Console Wars. I highly recommend everybody go watch that. That is an amazing documentary. One of the best documentaries I've ever seen. I'm a documentary nut. So I highly recommend if you guys can somehow get someone's CBS All Access app or their credentials and log in and just watch it for that. I highly recommend that. Yeah, you've been really talking that one up. It's on my list, dude. Probably after The Office. You can just stop The (laughs) Office right now if you want. (laughs) Let me guess, somebody drops a turkey and or gravy or chili and it spills all over the floor and we're supposed to laugh at that. Uh, that does happen, actually. Somebody does spill their chili, but no spoilers for those who haven't seen The Office yet. <laughs> I do have a little bit more news, Jeff, and it actually pertains to the great Jason Wolf, who we're going to mention a little bit earlier than usual this week. Go for as it. I've been, as I've been telling you guys over the last few weeks, over the last month, Jason Wolf now does custom Hasbro figures, and his latest offering was Owen Hart. By the time you hear this, those Owen Hart figures are long gone. He sold out immediately. He said, they're ready. The next thing you know, he had money slapping him in the face. The Owen Hart figures, three versions of which, all gone. Gone. I think he made 50 total. Gone. Every single one of them purchased. Done deal. So, if you don't want to miss out on any more of his customs, and so far we've had Zeus, we've had Hogan in his no-sleeve tuxedo from the Slammies, and if you got the deluxe version of that, he gave you an extra Macho Man head so you could have sleeveless Macho Man from the Slammies. And now, he's done Owen Hart, so that's three in the book so far, completely sold out. I know the Road Warriors are coming, so I'm going to be paying attention as should you to his social media. Give him a follow on Facebook, The Art of Jason Wolf, or on Twitter at Art of Jason Wolf. And Wolf is spelled W U L F. And you can place the orders on his website, Doyle Draws. That's D O Y L E Draws.com. You got to stay tuned to his social media because he'll break the announcements. You go on and order them. The workmanship is incredible. Jeff, I've, I know that you've seen it. I know mm-hmm. a bunch of the listeners have seen it because I know you guys are the ones purchasing the figures too. Incredible work. Some of the best custom Hasbros I've ever seen. Follow that man. Get yourself some slick looking Hasbro customs. His Instagram story today said, Owen Hart figures are ready. Next Instagram story that popped up. It says, never mind, sold out. <laughs> it was that You'd quick. You'd almost think that Jason Wolf was Target and he was selling G.I. Joe figures. <laughs> 
But the difference is you actually have a chance to get the Jason Wolf customs. As long as you're on within like 10 seconds, I think you're good. I think people are going to start complaining about him being, you know, his distribution problems or something. <laughs> yeah, his stock people are are hiding all of the customs so nobody else can get them. <laughs> oh, I'm actually happy for Jason. That's awesome. Me too. Go support that man. Scott, since there wasn't much wrestling news, I decided to head to the Wrestling Figs message boards and pull some stuff from the Wrestling Figs message boards. Questions directed towards Steve Ozer. So let's begin. This one came in and said, Will the Randy Andre with the WrestleMania ring cart make it to physical retail? Thanks as always. Mattel is killing it lately. And you as the communicator with the fans is working great. Cheers, Dan. Steve said, yep, they'll be on the annual WrestleMania feature at WrestleMania and at other locations. So the WrestleMania ring carts are going to be at Walmart. Sweet. That's good to know. So you don't have to buy them online right now and scramble. You can just wait until they show up at Walmart. And those WrestleMania uh, end caps or floor displays, they're usually in February, March, somewhere in there. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so that's right around the corner, really. Next question, do you still use Gentle Giant Studios for head scanning? Steve says, we do work with Gentle Giant for sculpting and scanning on many items. They are great partners and some of the best in the biz. I started putting in people's names here to give them credit. I didn't do that for the first two, so I do apologize. This question comes in from Jeffster15. That's not me, Scott. Oh, oh I thought you were fitting in your own question here. No, nah, because I would be Jeff with one F. Ah, good point. Yes, this has two Fs. <laughs> hi steve a quick question about elite a3 is it going to only be the five figures or will there be an, an unannounced six also great reveals yesterday talking about ringside fest lots of great figures on the horizon steve said just five mainline figs for elite 83 back to six in elite 84 next question comes in from wrestling delorean steve i know you can't reveal upcoming elites but can you tell us if el dandy the greatest luchador of all time is really on the radar for an ultimate or elite. Steve said super duper ultimate edition El Dandy, perhaps. Will you stop? What? That is a legit question from wrestling DeLorean. <laughs> okay. What? I think Ethan might argue that and say S.A. Rios. Oh God, Ethan would be all over that, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if this guy's going to recommend El Dandy, Ethan's got a strong recommendation with S.A. Rios. Next question comes in from K-I-N-N-I, Cumin, K-U-M-A-N. He said, Steve, Ultimate Edition 2-Packs, thoughts, P.S. Yes, none of us are rich enough to afford one. Steve said, you answered your own question. <laughs> so that would be a no. Correct. Next question comes from M.K. Savage. Hi, Steve. Are these shipper stands going to stay for specialty lines like Legends and Survivor Series? This seems to be a really good idea to get more figures on the floor. I've noticed in the past that as long as these shelves are stocked, stores doesn't like to put out more new figures, at least not until the shelves are barren or almost so. But they seem to have no issue doing so for Legends 8 if they came with the shipper stand. Seems like a good thing to consider in the future to keep product moving. Steve said, of course. That's one of the reasons they exist. But think of these as extra planogram space. These displays are carefully planned out and are determined based on available space and retailer interest. A toy company can't just force in displays. Retail has to decide they have the space and want to take on the inventory associated with the displays. We'll, of course, keep pushing for executions like this. 
they look really good when they're in the stores. If you can find them, I think when they start planning everything, they take every single Walmart in the United States and pull Tracy out and then send those (laughs) shippers out. No, dude, you're no, it happens out here too. Our target has never had a display. Our Walmart. Well, actually I should say there's two Walmarts in San Leandro. The one on Llewellyn Boulevard, the super dangerous one. Yes. They had one, but it was like hidden away next to the TV area. What? Uh, don't ask, dude. I got nothing. And see, I even went back there when I was looking at Walmart and nothing. They didn't have it at all. I- I'm telling you, they just, they pull Tracy out. They're like, nope, nope. Oh, and you're Walmart too. They pull those two out. Oh, it's 7.52. I need a little bit more sip of mango bango. Hold on. We're going to see if the uh, the taste test goes like all the other ones have, where each sequential sip, the drink gets worse. And Jeff decides that he hates it by the end of the show. So far, so good. Okay, it's maintaining its position as well below purple purple haze. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Very but, much so. But not dipping below like radical skedaddle and key lime. Correct. Correct. Okay, good. Way to go, Mango Bango. Scott, next question. ZTJ WWF said, Hey, the Mr. T Roddy Piper 2-pack looks great, but do you know why Hot is missing from Roddy's right leg? It was there in the render but not on the final product. Steve said, it's on the final product I have in hand. Must have been missing from prototype used for photography. That's actually a great catch by that ZTJ guy. Yeah, dude. Those people are watching details left and right. They're keeping Mattel on their toes though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Holding them accountable. Yep, 100%. Zen411 on the message board said, hi, Steve. Would you consider doing one of the ultimate flare heads with his WWF run haircut? That's a great question. That way he would work for both promotions. Steve said, we wanted one era for ultimate flare, so no alternative head from a different time period. Zen's second question, is Dusty final? The poncho looks a bit off. Do you like it or do you think it is something that needs change? Steve said, haven't seen Dusty in person. Just the photos, like you guys. It's an early prototype. I do know the birthmark color has been adjusted. Good, because that was one of the things that I had mentioned last week when we discussed that Dusty. And Steve's right. Bill is actually the one that had the Dusty figure in that video. So Steve hasn't seen it in person yet. So great answer. And I love that they adjusted the birthmark. It was was unsightly, (laughs) I guess is the best way to put it. I did not care for it. It was very noticeable. It was. It, it Not that it necessarily detracted from the figure, but your eyes really went to it. It was, it was just, it was very eye-catching, I guess, and not in a good way. So I'm glad they're toning it down. Doesn't matter. I'd still buy it. Even if the birthmark was bigger and more noticeable, I don't care. I'd still buy that thing. Yeah, but when they've done dusty figures in the past, it hasn't been that noticeable. Uh, specifically that one that came with the WCW ring that Target had years ago. So I'm glad that they toned it down this time. Next one comes in from KYO Ken. A lot of Kens. Says, hey, Steve. So way too early to ask, but probably next summer for Ultimate Edition Austin and Flair, right? Super happy to get an Ultimate Edition series where both figures are legends. Hopefully series 10 is the same. Steve says, late spring, early summer for Ultimate Edition Austin and Flair. Next question comes from on the message boards from Sandeep. He says, Steve, will Ringside Exclusive Warrior be available to order this year or is it a 2021 release? 
Will that warrior come with second head? Because the one shown is very plain and has no expression. Steve said just one head. It's his entrance expression. Take a closer look. More picks will come that may reflect the new head sculpt a bit better. Ringside would have to answer your pre-order question. I have no visibility to when they had launched the pre-order. Oh, no. Mattel nailed that figure, dude. I didn't think it was that bad either. No, not at all. The work done on that thing, and I'm down to see more pictures of it. That's great. But what I saw, I'm sold. I think I know what he was talking about. The face kind of looked a little bit small. Did you find it expressionless, though? No, I didn't think it was expressionless. Yeah, well, it, it's going to make me go back and watch WrestleMania 12 now. It'll only take up two minutes of your life, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's a quick watch. But I, I want to see what he's talking about when he says take a closer look. Was he talking about WrestleMania 12? Was he talking about the figure? I th- well, I think he's talking about the expression. Okay, I, I didn't really see any problem with it, but I'm going to go take another look at the figure, and I'm looking forward to more pictures of the face, but first impression was this thing's perfect. And last question comes in from Nate315. Nate says, Hi, Steve. These are great reveals, and I especially love how Lawler came out. This is more of a comment than a question, but I would love to see you guys release another dangerous Danny Davis, but this time in his wrestling gear. Steve says, I'd love a wrestling gear Davis as well. I, I don't think I would hate that at all, right? They've already got the head done. So now you just do one of like the referee shirts. And then put him in tights. Boom. Wrestling Danny Davis. Well, Danny in the Jax Classic was referee, right? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Oh, and when I yes. said referee shirt, I meant that like spandex, white and black stripe wrestling or referee shirt. So, I mean, it would. I don't know. Would a body style like that be too hard to tool? Got to figure it'd be easy money for that. Like, especially like a basic or something. Just shuffle him into one of the basic assortments. He doesn't have to be an elite figure. He didn't win any titles, so he wouldn't have to necessarily be an elite figure. That's a shame. That's a man that deserved a title. Whoa. Tell me you're kidding. Dude, we saw him beat Sam Houston at the Oakland Coliseum. Everybody beat Sam Houston at the Oakland Coliseum. (laughs) Everybody beat Sam Houston in every Coliseum. It was like Sam Houston was the Oakland Coliseum jobber. Yeah, he was. (laughs) He was every Coliseum's jobber, to be fair, though. (laughs) Oh, well, we didn't get to the questions last week from the listeners, but we are definitely doing it this week. Scott, we need to get into the listener segment. What do you say we jump into it? Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen to the listeners. Scott, our first question comes in from Instagram, actually. Instagram itself sent us a question? Yeah, uh, they were like, hey, guys. We're Instagram. <laughs> All right. I don't. I didn't have anything else. I couldn't improv that, unfortunately. <laughs> you know who would have? Michael Scott. I was hoping you would say Marty DeRosa due to Marty DeRosa being a comedian. Oh, Marty would have killed it. Oh, absolutely. But you, not so much. So the question comes in from Nick via Instagram, primetime underscore 800. He says, what's up, guys? Quick question. I'm running out of room in my man cave and I'm thinking about getting quality storage bins and putting my figures in there. Only problem is they will have to go in the garage. I live in Florida and it gets pretty hot in there. Will the heat mess up the figures in the bin or warp the boxes? I remember you saying you guys have a few bins in garages, so I figure I asked the professionals. Thanks for all you guys do and keep up the great job. Nick. 
I will say if you have any of the old WWF LJN stretch wrestlers, do not store them in a Ziploc bag inside of a storage <laughs> bin inside of your garage because it will explode and look like cocaine and Ricky Steamboat's head inside of a Ziploc bag. <laughs> it's bad. Really bad. Do not store your stretch wrestlers like that. Horrible idea. Why you got any more Ricky Steamboat stretches? <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. I will say I do have a lot of figures in the garage. Now, I live in Tracy, California, and the climate out here is very hot during the summer. Mild springs for the most part, not too, too hot, and mild falls. So it's not too, too cold. But during the winter, it does get pretty cold. We can dip, I mean, not compared to like, the Midwest or anything like that. We're not having snow, but I mean, it can get down into like the thirties, sometimes like the high twenties. And during the summer it can push like 105, 106. So, I mean, we do have kind of polar ends there from really hot to really cold, but it's not necessarily humid like it is in Florida. So I don't know how the humidity is going to affect your carded figures inside of your storage containers. I'm going to guess that it wouldn't do too much damage to them. But if there's any way to keep them in the house, at least your more valuable ones, I would suggest that instead of putting them in your garage. Now, in my garage, starting lineups, carded classic superstars, all my MOC stuff is fine. No damage. Even the loose figures that I have out there, no damage. They're fine. So in California's climate, it's okay. In Florida's climate, that humidity would be a concern of mine. So I would try to keep in the house, in closets or whatever, I would try to keep in the house as much as I could. So out here in Alameda, California, it gets, the past couple summers have gotten warm and we're not here to argue about climate change and all that stuff, but the past couple summers, it's been significantly warm out here. It's topped over a hundred a couple times. Which is crazy for Alameda because you guys are right next to the water. Oh dude, as I've always said, dude, like the water is our air conditioning. Right. The past couple summers, our air conditioning has been broken. <laughs> Your water's broken. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Um, I haven't had any issues with figures, but we don't have humidity out here. Yeah, that's the kicker. That's the concern. So for like Tracy, it's a dry heat. It doesn't really get that humid. Right, at all, really. And by the way, 105, 106, dude. I remember when I was working out in Tracy, it was 115 a couple of times, 112. Yeah, it, it can definitely get up there. It can definitely get up there. But I mean, we'll have weeks on end where it's consistently in the hundreds. And at like at night, it won't dip below 80. Like we just right. have those runs. But like you said, there's no humidity. So maybe a call to action to the listeners. Give us a review and let this man know if humidity is going to affect his figures being stored in the garage, be it loose or mint on card. Or do a test run. Just get a bin, throw a few figures in there. Yeah, like some basics or something. Yeah, exactly. Like figures you don't really care about, like, you know, maybe a, a the Dimalenko Elite or something like that with some basics. And do a test run. Just kind of do your own little experiment and see if they hold up in the humidity. I don't think it would be an issue with the humidity, but it doesn't hurt to do a little uh, experiment of your own. And report back. I'm actually kind of curious. Oh, for sure. And I've had mine in storage bins in the garage. I've lived here since 2001, and I've always had storage bins in the garage. 19 years later, no issues. So I, but again, that's the California climate, not the Florida climate. So the humidity could play a role, 
But in the California climate, they've been fine in the garage. No issue. Thank you, Nick, for sending that in. Get it back to us. I'm kind of curious about how they hold up. Scott, next question comes in from, on again, also via Instagram, Vamp, V-A-M-P, 55 Figs. Hey, Jeff and Scott, love the show. Thank you, Vamp. Thank you, sir. And I am really enjoying the toy news and stories behind the wrestling figure world. You cheeky buggers almost get me buying G.I. Joe's, but I held strong. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep working on you. <laughs> that's That's Scott's fault. My question is about Ultimate Edition 2 packs. Oh, we just answered that in the news, but let's see what he's got to say. If Mattel ever released two packs, who should they be? Remember that these would be a very high price point and Mattel would need them to appeal and sell to adult collector market. Put in parentheses, sorry, Midnight Express probably isn't possible. Yeah. All right, I'm not answering this question anymore. Yeah. Was... <laughs> Throw it out. <laughs> <laughs> Book the first year of Ultimate Edition 2 packs. No rules. Anyone is on the table, but they need to sell and sell well. Three sets. Mine. Series 1, Legion of Doom, SummerSlam 92. Dude, that was that was my first go-to. Yep, same. I was thinking that same thing. Gold shoulder pads. Yep. Um, you got to throw Rocco in there. Now that you can do Rocco, throw Rocco in there. No, 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 no. Don't throw Rocco in there. No, absolutely not. Well, he was on, he was on the one of the bikes that came out. I know he was on Paul Ellering's bike, but it was still. Look, if Mattel's not going to give us two Danny Davises, why should they give us two Roccos? <laughs> I'm ignoring you on that one. <laughs> Series two, Mega Powers, Hogan and Macho from WrestleMania five. Ooh, very good, very good to go with that, Liz. I like where he's going with this. And Series three, Undertaker and Kane, Brothers of Destruction. Have a great day, gentlemen. Cheers, Dan. Those are all really solid. I mean, and you know they're going to move, right? Like if you had to do like a Legends top picks, I think every one of those names would show up, right? I mean, Road Warriors slash Legion of Doom always sell. Hogan, Macho Man figures always sell. Taker and Kane, same. They always sell. Those figures move. Mattel knows that they're money. That's a solid assortment from him. So I'm going to echo the Legion of Doom. And really, look, with the Legion of Doom, it doesn't matter what gear you put them in. You could even put them in those chaps and police caps, like when they first came in with like very little to no makeup, and those figures would sell. They're Legion of Doom slash Road Warriors. They're going to move. Even if you throw Rocco the dummy in that pack, they're going to move. So the Road Warriors for sure go in. I don't care what iteration of Road Warriors slash Legion of Doom you put together in an Ultimate Edition set. Ooh, let's see. To keep it moving. May I throw one in there? Please do. Outsiders, Hall and Nash, because Hall and Nash move. Yeah, they do. Their their battle pack moved. So yeah, that's a good call. With the WCW tag titles that come with Steve Austin. Okay. And ooh, what else would I? Th- okay, NWO shirts. Okay, cloth. Yep. Okay. Um, you know it'd be cool if they could do it, and I I don't know if they could or not. But remember that old WCW Outsider shirt with Hall and Nash on it, dude. That's exactly what I was just going to say after you mentioned it and you got me. Yes, absolutely. Put those shirts on there. Um, okay, so that would be one that I would throw in. Another one would be a Lita and Trish two-pack. Oh, that would be good, dude. Yes. Or what about... A, no, no. I was going to say a Mae Young and Moolah, but I don't know if that would move as ultimates. No, let, let's go Lita and Trish. I think a Lita and Trish two-pack would sell. Yes, and those figures historically move as well. They definitely sell. Um, I would be a big fan of Axe and Smash. I would be a big fan of the Rockers. Those would certainly move. No Midnight Express, huh? Okay, fine. No Midnight <laughs> Express. We've already gotten Steamboat 
several times from his WrestleMania 3 look because I was starting to think like greatest matches. But what about an Undertaker and Shawn Michaels from 26 or 25? Probably 25 because the outfits were better. Oh, what about a Billy and Chuck? Wow. This man asked a legitimate question that has gotten a great conversation going. And here you are with your wrench, throwing it into the gears. Okay, actually, can I take it back? Okay, joking aside, what about a Vincent Bischoff? Hmm, oof. I question if that would move. It probably would because of Vince. Make it a WCW versus WWE uh, two-pack. Or just kind of base it around the Nitro and Raw wars. Hmm, that could be good. That could be good. What about Sting and Vader? Oh, they, well, he said nobody's off the table. So I guess I could throw Sting in there. Yeah, even though we know Sting is not, that would still be cool to put like an entrance jacket with them. The 93 WCW world title, not the big gold belt. Yep. But that 93 title, we've been clamoring for another Vader. So you put his mask in there with him. I think that would be awesome. I think that that would move. I think so. I mean, Sting, Sting figures sell. Or a Magnum TA and Tully with blood. See, okay, so that's where we start to nerd out a little bit, right? Like, uh, yeah, that that's not really a big uh, selling point right there. And see, even for the Sting Invader, I start to really question, would that move? Like, yes, because of Sting, but... Oh, yes, absolutely, that would sell. People love Vader figures, and then you throw a Sting in there? Oh, yeah, that would move. Okay, but what about current day? Because we keep going, like, legends, right? Um, Current day... How about one, uh, maybe put CM Punk in there. Who would, okay, CM Punk versus, or make the two-pack CM Punk and. Ah, see, we've already gotten a Cena Ultimate, right? I've got it, I've got it. Yo, please. CM Punk and Luke Gallows, part of the Straight Edge Society. Because one, everybody loved that Straight Edge Society CM Punk ringside exclusive. You make an Ultimate. Yeah, but we know Gallows can't come in because he's an impact. Well, I know, I thought everybody was on the tape, like. We can throw everybody in the pile, right? I got it, dude. CM Punk and Jeff Hardy. Oh, yeah. Put CM Punk in the face paint that he wore on SmackDown. And put the world title in there. So that would be an alternate head for Punk as well. Jeff Hardy, obviously, multiple heads available. Okay. I think we answered the question, dude. Yeah, but I'm already starting to picture a Demolition 2-pack of Ultimate Editions, and I want it. Dude, the vests, the masks. Oh, my goodness. The tag titles. That'd be incredible. If they become available to us, <laughs> this is a <laughs> we will find a way to get them in the line. This is a direct comment from Steve, live <laughs> listening to the show, <laughs> getting a hold of Jeff via text message. Thank you very much, Vamp, for sending that in. That was kind of fun. Thanks, man. dude. That was fun, just kind of fantasy booking that. Scott, our next question comes in from Justin Summers. Let's see what Justin's got to say. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is Justin Summers once again from Wrestling Cheers with another listener question. If there's one thing that comes up on this show, other than bang, that's not figure related, it's Taco Bell. And all this all this talk about all these discontinued menu items got a question in my head. So if it's all right with a non-figure related question at all, Give me your top five favorite discontinued fast food menu item or seasonal fast food menu item. For me, the first one kind of comes as all this is happening with Taco Bell. There's another fast food giant that just announced 
the annual relaunch, the seasonal treat for late fall, early winter. And that's none other than the McRib. Second one on my list, we'll go to Taco Bell. I love it when it comes around. I'm not a huge Taco Bell person, but one of my favorite creations that they have come up with is the Crunchwrap. And I love the triple double crunch wrap. I always have a rule with Taco Bell that when I order something, I'm normally going to order three items, not counting a drink and not counting the Cinetwist. The triple double crunch wrap is all I need. And it's so good. Another great Taco Bell item that was once around and I kind of wish it would come back. And my fiance agrees with this too, is the cheesy core burrito. Number four, going back to McDonald's because they have had such a historic menu of discontinued items or seasonal items. I'll never forget the summer of s'mores pies. I love anything s'mores and I thought those pies were excellent. Number five for me, a little bit of a cheat, not necessarily fast food exactly, but not necessarily your sit down restaurant. I don't know how things are out there for you guys in California, but out here on the East Coast in the Midwest, we love our gas station food. We love actual made to order menus at gas stations. Big two are Wawa and Sheets. In my area, I am in Sheets country, but we have a little chain called Get Go that derives from a grocery store chain around here called Shine Eagle. And Get Go is a gas station but they also make sandwiches to order and they have a sandwich and it's out right now called the Pilgrim. And it's basically a Thanksgiving meal in a sandwich. Are you ready for this? It is a roast turkey sub with white cheddar on a stuffing bread with also gravy, tater tots, and cranberry sauce. I've been told that Wawa has a version of this under a different name, and I've never had it before, but in between this recording and when this gets released and when you could be listening to it on Sunday, I'm driving down to Maryland for a live show, hanging out with my fiance's family for the weekend, and that's Wawa Country, so I'm trying out their version, which I believe is called The Gobbler. So that's my top five favorite discontinued or seasonal menu items. So I can't wait to hear your guys' top five, or should I say for Scott, I can't wait to hear your top four after Mexican pizza. That'll do it for me. Thank you for everything you guys do. You guys rock and have a great week. Take care. I love these random questions that sometimes don't have to do with wrestling figures and just get us thinking about food or because Scott and I are foodies over here. Big time. And dude, I'm so hungry right now. Like listen to him describe that sandwich. Oh my goodness. Like I'm ready to put this thing on pause and go downstairs and grab some chips or something. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> Scott, you are more of a fast food nut than I am. The only one, the only two I can say is the Mexican pizza and the McRib. I love the McRib when it was here. And it's it, like Justin said, it is coming back for the month of December and it's nationwide. Every single McDonald's is getting it, which I believe since they discontinued it's the first time it's happening. Cause normally it would be like a few McDonald's got it. Or I should say most McDonald's got it, but not every single one. Now it's like nationwide. Every McDonald's is getting it. Unlike our Walmart, which never gets the floor display. Every McDonald's is getting the McRib. <laughs> Oh, and one other one. I love 
pumpkin spice latte Scott from Starbucks. I love putting on my Ugg boots and my sweatpants and my hoodie sweatshirts and walking into a Starbucks and getting a pumpkin spice latte. You're so basic. Scott, what is your top five? As Justin mentioned, obviously number one is the Mexican pizza. I've been raving about it for weeks, almost months now since they announced it. But let's get into the other four. And it may not even be four. We may dip into like 10 or 11. Oh, that, that have been discontinued, that have broken my heart over the years. But when you see the list, Jeff, you're going to be like, okay, this dude obviously loves Taco Bell. I'm going to mention <laughs> the, the Inchirito. And what was the Inchirito? It was a delicious Taco Bell menu item. Think enchilada, but also a burrito. And they served it in a plastic container. And it had sauce over the top of it. Oh. And it was delicious. Okay, what was the time frame on this? Was it like 20... 20- 12 to 2015 was it uh we're talking like the 2000s dude it, I, that one's been gone for a long time and okay. the crazy part about it is it died a slow death like not every taco bell discontinued at the same time like they did with the mexican pizza and all the other me- like now they're very militant about their discontinuations right they're like no this date it's dead like sometimes even before that but they're like no more after this date well, back in the day, it was like, uh, we're going to discontinue it. And it seems like the memo reached all the Taco Bells at different times. So some you would go to, they had it. Some you went to, they didn't. The Enchirito was like that. Some Taco Bells you could still go to and get it. Other ones are like, no, we don't serve that anymore. So I miss the Enchirito. I also miss, and this is probably the biggest one next to the Mexican pizza, the Mexi Melt. Wasn't that like 99 cents and like a lot of drunk people love to get that one? So the Mexi Melt is an item that should have been 99 cents because all it was was a small flour tortilla, ground beef, shredded cheese, and pico de gallo, fold it like a taco, stick it under the melter, pull it out, and now it was all melty and hot and the tortilla had kind of folded on itself. They stuck it in a bag. Boom. You take it home. You're done with it in two bites. That thing was like three fifty. What? It should have been ninety nine cents. In fact, when it first came out, I think it was like either under a buck or like right over a buck. And by the time they had discontinued it, the thing was like okay, it wasn't three fifty, but it was in like the three dollar range. It was ridiculous, and it was an item you'd eat in like two bites, three bites <laughs> maybe. It was super small, but I couldn't stop eating them. And you get a little bit drunk, a little bit buzzed. You go to Taco Bell, and the whole menu looks good. But then you start thinking about the beef, the pico de gallo, the shredded cheese. You can finish it in three bites and you're ordering 10 of them. And they're like, your, your total is $67. Like, what? Wait a second. No way. I think it should be no more than a dollar. But I missed the Mexi Melt. It was delicious. RIP Mexi Melt. RIP Enchirito. I'm going to throw out a classic, the McDLT. Speaking of McDonald's. Wow. Way to bring that one from the dead. I loved the McDLT. Of course, that was in the days of McDonald's styrofoam where the gimmick with the McDLT was it was double styrofoam. So it was almost like the big rig of fast food containers where one side had the cold, the other side had the hot. So you had your bun and your meat on one side. The other side had your bun, your lettuce, your tomato, and your mayonnaise. It was delicious. And it kept the cold side cold, the hot side hot. You take the top off, you put the cold side on the hot side, and you had the two different contrasts. Now, of course, that never played out like that. You got it. It was all the same temperature. But it looked really good on the commercial. (laughs) 
Hell of a burger, though. It was great. Loved the McDLT. I also missed McDonald's cherry pies. See, most people are like, McDonald's only has apple pies. And as Justin mentioned, at one time they had s'mores. They also used to have cherry. Now, the great part about the cherry pie was, much like the apple pie back in the day, it was a super crisp shell. And when you bit into it, you would literally fuse your mouth together with the hot lava that poured out of it. And it would just (laughs) melt your face. Two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. It was delicious. (laughs) It would melt your face. It was like eating a spoonful of lava and you loved it because they put a little bit of sugar on it. It was great. I loved it. Cherry pies at McDonald's, sorely missed. That's like pizza rolls, dude. When you bite into a pizza roll, you're either A, going to get frozen frostbite or you're going to get molten hot lava. Yes, exactly. Exactly. One and a half minutes. (laughs) It's the surprise in your mouth that you don't know what you're going to (laughs) get. Oh. Yep. What? Kind of like your childhood. So (laughs) moving on. Taco Bell had a chicken bacon chalupa off the hook and they did away with it. Boy, Taco Bell has really dug that knife into your heart, dude. Haven't they? Yes, they have. Yes, they have. And one more as a kid and I'll, I'll move over to Burger King now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wait, we're just, we're just on Taco Bell and now we're heading over to Burger King. Oh, we haven't even started on donuts yet. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, this is the last one. Let me get my mango bango to keep me awake there. <laughs> you stop. <laughs> this will be the last one, I promise. So Burger King back in the day, in the 80s, they used to have a double bacon cheeseburger. Now, they have double bacon cheeseburgers on the menu now that you can get. And actually, they had a stacker that was about as close as I could get to the childhood double bacon cheeseburger that they had and it was good but it wasn't what they had in the 80s and that's where I really really started to like develop my appetite and my ability to eat lots of fast food was that double bacon cheeseburger at Burger King because we would go there and I would eat one and I'd still be hungry even after the fries and the drink like still kind of hungry so then the more we went I would just add another double bacon cheeseburger and they weren't super big they were almost like kid size, but maybe a little bit bigger. And they were awesome because literally it was bun, meat, cheese, meat, cheese, bacon, bun. That's it. No vegetables, no mayo, no mustard, no no nothing, no ketchup. That's all it was. And it was awesome. And they made this, I think it was called the stacker or the triple stacker or something. You get like four patties on it. Go crazy. That was about as close as I could get to the taste of the 80s bacon double cheeseburger. But it wasn't quite it. They kind of did away with it and then they brought it back in that stacker form, but it was awesome. Very, very good. And those are probably the ones that I miss the most. Do you want to move over to donuts too? No. Look, if I could have one franchise back here locally, it would be Winchell's. They took Winchell's away way back in like the late nineties. And I miss Winchell's. I don't know if any other States still have Winchell's. If you do hashtag blessed, but our, (laughs) ours here, in Northern California, or at least in the Bay Area, got taken away. And it sucked because Winchell's was 24 hours. Now we have Donut Wheel in Livermore, which is outstanding. But I miss Winchell's. They were 24 hours. You could go in any time of the day. The donuts were always the same, always good. And I miss Winchell's. As you were going through your list, I was thinking about all the food that I get from fast food. I'm like, okay, well, when I was a kid, I would get Big Macs. 
when I was a kid, I would get McRibs. Those obviously went away, as we mentioned. But then we go to Burger King and I get the Whopper. Then we go to Taco Bell and I'm a quesadilla, bean and cheese burrito kid. I'm so, like, you joked around about, you know, when we were joking around about the pumpkin spice latte, you're like, you're so basic. I think you're actually right, dude. I Those are, like, the menu items that I love. It's just, I love their quesadillas over at Taco Bell. I love their bean and cheese burritos over at Taco Bell. Those are never going away because those are, like, staples that will always be at Taco Bell. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like the Soft Taco Supreme, the Crunchy Taco. Like, they're never going to get, like, the bean burrito they're never going to get rid of those dudes. So yeah, it's a good thing that you stick with the staples because your heart's never going to be broken. Like, well, crap, that was on the menu like a week ago. Where'd it go? Like your heart's never going to be broken. Well, it's like when I used to go to Wendy's, it was junior bacon cheeseburger, no tomato. That's never going to go away if I ever decide to ever go back to Wendy's. And then I'd get a Frosty with French fries. Yep, that's never going to go away. Dude, Wendy's and Frosty is like, it's never going to go away. Now, if Wendy's took away the Baconator... That would be another torch and pitchfork carrying moment for me. <laughs> How dare they? Um, I will throw out there, dude, just to give Wendy some props here. Their breakfast is outstanding. It's is very, it? very good. The Frosty Chino. Holy crap, is that thing good? It's a mix of like coffee and Frosty and it's delicious. So when Fat Boy Jeff was around, Fat Boy Jeff used to love him's McDonald's breakfast. Oh, dude. How many breakfast burritos would you eat? I would eat five. They were small, like you said about the Enchirito or what the Mexi Melt. That would be gone in like two bites. So yeah. I'd eat five of them. Yeah, we had to because we had to fill up Fat Boy Jeff. Right. But what I was doing when I got into my single days is I would go over to McDonald's before football games would start. And I would get three breakfast burritos, three sausage McMuffin, no egg. Holy crap. A lot of sodium, a lot of diarrhea. <laughs> A lot of weight gain, but, it, but I would eat good during the week. You know, well, it sounds like it balanced. <laughs> you eat all that food, but then out it goes. <laughs> right. But that's what I ate, dude. I mean, you know, it was just, an, it was something that I loved before football would start up, but then I'd be Logie the rest of the day. And I would be like, oh, I can't eat anything else. Cause I just ate, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, worth it. But you know, it's funny. Like you work out a lot now, like you're way different than you were in like the early two thousands. Right. Your, your body changed dramatically, but I always used to make the joke about you when you were bigger is everybody at the table would finish eating, whether it be <laughs> at a restaurant or at the house. And you'd be looking at everybody's plates like you guys done. And so Jeff would get at one end of the table and we just tip it into his mouth and he just finished everybody's leftovers. <laughs> like that's the Jeff of way back when you've dramatically changed. Well, we would go to Hooters. Yes. Hooters, Hooters used to be our spot. Yep. And you and I would take down 30, 30 piece, a uh, 50 piece, 50 piece. You would usually tap out at about 15 to 20 pieces. Yes. 15 to 20. I was done. And then, so I would be at 20 and I'd be like, oh, there's only 10 left. Yeah, I guess none of this I, animal goes to waste. I guess I can do this. So I, <laughs> right. It, like our friend Randy used to say, it looked like we commit chicken massacre. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then I would get done eating all the chicken wings. And then I would look over, let's say special guest Sean and his wife and Helica were sitting next to us. I'd look over at Sean and Helica and Helica would have eaten half of her grilled cheese sandwich. I'd be like, um, are you going to eat the other half of the grilled cheese? <laughs> so again, we're tipping the table in Jeff's direction. Right, right. Oh man, I miss Hooters. Oh, uh, and that's the sucky part too is, okay, people are like, oh, they like Hooters. They actually had good wings. 
Oh, I love their wings. I loved them. I thought they were better than B-dubs. I thought they were better than Wingstop. Honestly, I thought that. No, they were delicious. And unfortunately, the Hooters local to us, they changed their recipe or something because the last time I went there, it was gross. And now they're closed entirely. Justin, you really got us talking, but thank you very much, man. That that was greatly appreciated. Scott, last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here back with this weekly question. This week, I wanted to give you guys my thoughts on what we saw at Ringside Fest. NXT getting some good rep with Keith Lee's Elite and the Killer Cross figure. Like I said two weeks back or so, while a part of me wants the NXT line to come back, I'm fine with them putting guys in the main line, especially if they're going to knock them out of the park like they did. Really liking Elite 83 Edge, and I find it funny that Edge's figures have been getting better as he's come back. Another point, the jacket on Elite 82 Morrison looks really good. And not to be unpopular opinion guy, but I kind of like it more than his first Elite's jacket. So I think he's talking about, I think that was Elite 4? Ooh, they, yeah, it was way back though. The red jacket, right? Yeah, I actually really like that. Yeah, red that jacket. was awesome. With Elite 82, Jerry the King Lawler, I really wish they'd put him in cloth singlet so figure photographers could pose the king taking the strap down and going ham on someone. And I'm very set on getting the Fiend Ultimate Edition after seeing more of it at Ringside Fest. Couldn't agree with you more. I thought last week's revealings were just knocked out of the park by Mattel. They did a fantastic job last week. All the figures they showed off were fantastic. Even the basics were okay. The Ricochet, the Andrade, those those were okay. But everything else from the Ultimate Edition, Hogan, Fiend, the Elites they showed off. I mean, you can't go wrong. The Piper and Mr. T 2-pack looks great. The packaging is fantastic. I thought from top to bottom, Ringside Fest for Mattel this year was knocked out of the park. Just fantastic job by everyone all around. Oh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, we raved a ton about the reveals last week. And it starts to beg the question now, who out there really wants Mattel to lose this license? We've done nothing but praise them 99.99% of the time for everything being shown, everything being released. I don't know anybody in the corner of, hey, Mattel should lose the WWE license. They're totally hitting their stride. Like, they're nailing almost everything coming out. Now, of course, the Mia Yim is an exception. I ragged on it a few weeks ago. That's an outlier. Everything else has been like home runs from Mattel. For them to lose the WWE license now would be like Barry Sanders' retirement. Going out on top. (laughs) That's not what we want from Mattel. They are absolutely at the top of their game right now, which they need to be, because let's be honest, Boss Fight Studios, Super 7, Figures Toy Company, these guys are all very, very strong competition for Mattel. They're releasing high-quality figures, and that's what customers are demanding now, and I think that Mattel is meeting that demand. Distribution issues aside, it looks like that's getting better and of course, ja- I didn't even mention Jazzwares, of course, Jazzwares as well. All of these guys are playing at the very top of their game right now. And for us as collectors, it's a win. Everything we're seeing, for the most part, is incredible. So lucky us. Let all these new players, let the established players fight it out. Keep releasing amazing product. And we're, as collectors, going to go out and get second and third jobs to try to keep up with all of this. <laughs> 
So wallet heat is a very, very real thing right now, for sure. Scott, that rounds out the show. Okay, what figures did we talk about tonight that are on Wrestling Toy Tracker? We talked about Galoobs. We talked about Galoobs. We did not talk about Hasbro. We did. I mentioned the Razor and the Shawn Michaels and the Hogan uh, Hasbros. You can find those figures on Wrestling Toy Tracker. You spoke a little bit about LJN regarding those inside the totes. Yes, do not store your Ricky Steamboat Stretch Wrestler or any of the Stretch Wrestlers in a Ziploc bag, inside of a tote, inside of your garage. Horrible idea. If you would like to get any of the carded or loose prices on LJNs, Gloobs, Hasbros, Defining Moments, Just Toys, Bendoms, or Retros, head on over to WrestlingToyTracker.com. You can find the average prices that have been sold on eBay, carded, loose, as I said, over at WrestlingToyTracker.com or on Twitter at Toy underscore Tracker. Scott Eaglemoss. Yes, guys, Christmas right around the corner. It's heading on the crazy train. Your direction is going to be here before you know it. Head on over to Eagle Moss at Hero Collector underscore on Twitter. Check out all of the very cool properties under their umbrella. Of course, we love their WWE statues. You can get all of the legends, all of the current superstars. They've got new guys coming out all the time. Full color box, great looking statue inside. And when you subscribe to the service, which would be a great gift for someone, they will send you the display ring to put the statues in. Again, if you need a gift, and we all know you do because Christmas is right around the corner, check out Eagle Moss on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. Breaker and Bane over there, our good buddies, are doing a lot of fun stuff. Listener Talk, Toy Talk, and they have a guest in each week. This past week, they had Brian Breaker's father in. Oh, nice. I know the listeners love when we do that. And I'm sure Breaker's listeners, Breaker and Bane's listeners, are going to love that interview. And they are also doing a wrestling league. Well, what they do is they take people from the Fig Life, put them in, and also other wrestlers, put them into WWE 2K20, and Breaker and Bane do the commentary over it. It is fantastic. I watched I love the it. first. I've, I've watched the first couple episodes. It was great. I watched the first couple episodes a few days ago. I think Soda Hunter lost his first match, first round match. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. That's I what you he... get for taking all the uh, figures across state lines. <laughs> I know. He's bringing all the Bobby Heenans over here to Alameda. <laughs> Only joking, Soto. We love you, man. <laughs> but check out on Twitter at PHPW Wrestling. And uh, you can watch all the videos on there. You can see everybody in this wrestling league, including Scott and myself. Jason Wolf is also in there, too. Ah, we might be talking about him in a little bit. Our good buddies over at Doing the Favor, Eric and Barry. Uh, Eric and I were texting this past Saturday night. I always enjoy talking to him, especially about baseball and other random stuff. But check out Eric and Barry over at Doing the Favor. Check out their website, doingthefavor.com, where you can check out the SKUs and the UPC codes over there. Steve over at the PPW Podcast, along with his tag team partner, Eric, they do a fun retro show on wrestling. Love that show. Love how they go in depth on old school wrestling and just the banter back and forth. One of the very first shows I always listen to when it drops. So check out the Positively Pro Wrestling podcast. Check out Chick Foley Show. As I mentioned earlier, they are doing Toys for Tots. And I am going to read where you can send toys or monetary value again over 
Send it on over to Sheena Feltz, P.O. Box 14393, Norfolk, Virginia 23518. Or monetary donations, Sheena Phelps, that's two E's in Sheena Phelps, the number two at yahoo.com. Love what they're doing over there. My buddy RJ over at Ringside Rant is putting out fun, fun content for everyone as well. Talking wrestling and having independent wrestlers in along with other people like a gentleman from the Buffalo Bills Media. So check out Ringside Rant. And he got a cool new logo done. So Marty and Rucker over at Boot to the Face. Love talking to Rucker. He tried this energy drink and he says it's pretty good. It was, It's called a, a Pussy Energy Drink, Scott. What? Yes, he said it was pretty good. Uh, hmm. <laughs> so many jokes, but I feel it's low-hanging fruit. Yes, it's called P- Pussy Natural Energy. Is it better than Balls Natural Energy energy drinks? Uh, You mean that big ball energy? I don't know, dude. No, B-A-W-L-S. Balls Energy. It was back in oh. the day? No? No, I don't remember that one. <laughs> Pussy from the makers of balls. <laughs> so ch- check out Boot to the Face with Rucker and Marty. Also another fun show I love listening to. I do a show with Eric Arana over on the Lucha Central Network, Lucha Libre Figures. In fact, we are going to be doing our next show. You guys have to tune in to see which luchador we are going to be spotlighting on the next show. And Scott, Drunk Wrestling History, what you got? Yes, give us a follow on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. We talk old school wrestling mostly, and it's three of us. Two of us are drunk. One of us is not. Spoiler, I'm drunk. Adam's not. Ed's drunk. I don't even remember which episode we just did. No, I'm just kidding. I do. We have a great story about Jake the Snake on there. You'll want to check out. Uh, Owen Anderson is a listener to the show, which uh, I would like to apologize to his father Cause it's not really meant for teenagers, but <laughs> Owen got a good laugh out of the Jake story on there, Jeff. It's the story of you and I meeting him at a big time wrestling autograph signing many, many years ago. We've told it on this show. Poison. 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 Say poison. <laughs> and you and I are like, fine, Jake, we'll say poison, but please tell us why you're not wearing any shoes. <laughs> So we tell that story and many, many others. Give us a listen. We've got watch-alongs for Saturday Night's Main Event. We've got a review of Halloween Havoc 1991. Those are the past few episodes that we've done. We release episodes every Friday. We are on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk, where we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. Owen Anderson listens to that show? Yes, he does. And I didn't know that until today when he hit me up on uh, Facebook Messenger. And he's like, dude, I'm laughing at the Jake story. I'm like, oh man, (laughs) my apologies to your father. (laughs) Does he know what he's listening to? (laughs) Look, I will say, and I've said it many times, Owen is a historian of wrestling at his very, very young age. So kudos to Owen, man. And if you're enjoying it, more power to you. The kid's a historian of wrestling. And I I respect that. And we're kind of right up his alley because we talk old school wrestling. You guys need to put like rated R or explicit on your iTunes thing. Be like Hood Slam. Don't bring your damn kids. <laughs> also, check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. And every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call. Said it earlier. I'm going to say it again. You need 
to follow Jason Wolf's social media if you want some sweet-looking Hasbro customs. Zeus, Hogan from the Slammies, and now the great Owen Hart are all past figures of Jason Wolf that you can no longer get your hands on. If you did get your hands on one, congrats, because those things are harder to find than a G.I. Joe classified Cobra Trooper. Almost impossible. <laughs> Almost impossible, but Jason's ordering process is way easier than Target. Way better. They should take notes from that guy. Follow his social media on Facebook, The Art of Jason Wolf, on Twitter, at Art of Jason Wolf, and Wolf is spelled W U L F. He's going to continue to do the custom figures. I can't recommend him enough. You know the artwork he does. It's incredible. He's done a bunch of Jeff and my t-shirts for Fully Posable. You can only imagine how good the custom figures are, and they are very good, very nice, beautiful figures, well worth the money, super limited. The Road Warriors are coming up. I need them. I'm going to get them. I'm going to stay tuned to his social media. So should you again. Jason Wolf on Twitter at Art of Jason Wolf or on Facebook, The Art of Jason Wolf. And Wolf is W U L F. Follow that man. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. All right. Now you got me thinking back to that uh, Jake the Snake Roberts signing. The Young Bucks were also there. They were at the table right next to him. And so was Sparkplug Holly. Yes. Did you get something signed by him? I did. I got his classic superstar signed. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And that's the day I got you those Road Warriors too. It was. Yes, it was. And the Young Bucks took extra pictures with you because you were wearing a Ring of Honor hat, I think, or a Ring of Honor shirt. No, I had a Randy Orton shirt on. Uh, yes, I... I think you were wearing your Ring of Honor because they said any Ring of Honor fan gets multiple pictures. So they took extra pictures with you. Oh, that's right. I think you're right. Yeah, good call. I forgot about that, dude. Yeah. The Young Bucks marked out over your hat. <laughs> it's like when the Hardys marked out over us watching, uh, what was that? Omega. Promotion of Omega Wrestling. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would ask you about food, but Justin already hit that, uh, hit that sense, he- hit that feels he, he did i'm i'm so hungry like i'm immediately disconnecting and going downstairs and eating dinner what, what do you got what do you got down there uh i think we did pork loin tonight i usually don't eat before the show i don't want to be logie as you talked about earlier so i usually eat like right after but uh-huh. i think we had pork loin and rice i think that's what's for dinner oh dude i've been hooked on sticky rice oh that sounds good dude sticky rice it's it's i think it's a thai specialty and you can eat it's easier to eat with uh, chopsticks too i don't use chopsticks i've never been able to figure those out you're so basic dude i go to chinese restaurants or <laughs> japanese restaurants can i get a fork and i'm like can i get a fork <laughs> <laughs> you you son of a i'm surprised they don't bring you the kids chopsticks they're already like rubber banded together with a napkin <laughs> so you can just like pinch them <laughs> but dude the sticky rice I think it's a Thai specialty, but dude, it is so good. And I get it all the time from our favorite Thai restaurant around here. Like I've gone away from the garlic chicken wings and I always ask for extra sticky rice. Wow. And that's crazy because you normally stay away from carbs. Yeah, I know. But I love sticky rice. Fat boy Jeff making a comeback. It could still happen. COVID Jeff. COVID Jeff. COVID Jeff. (laughs) Yes. Scott, for episode 252, anything else? Stay safe, stay healthy, fig license 2016, and happy toy hunting. I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 252, hashtag fig life. Adios.